Blog Talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. Golf Talk Live is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Here's Andrew to tell you more about our sponsors. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, including reviews on the latest equipment, tips from top teaching professionals, all designed to help you improve from tee to green. Welcome to Golf Talk Live with your host, Ted Odorico. Join Ted each week as he speaks with some of the best in golf. Sit back, relax, and listen to tonight's show. Let's join our host, Ted Odorico, as he introduces tonight's special guest. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Golf Talk Live. Uh, once again, I am your host, Ted Odorico, and always good to be back on air, and I'm very, very excited uh, this evening. I, I get a second bite, if you will, at, at uh, this evening's guest. He joined Cindy and I uh, earlier this week, if you will, on the Women of Golf, and we were very happy to have him for a few moments. But we're going to have a little bit more time uh, this evening to speak with uh, actually this week's special guest on the shows. And of course, I'm talking about Wes Whittingham. He is the VP of Sales for Volvic USA. And I'll tell you uh, just uh, in a moment uh, a little bit more about him, and then I will bring him on. Um, just to remind everybody, of course, we are live every Thursday evening, normally from 6 to 8 p.m. Central here on the blogtalkradio.com network and also iGolf Sports. Um, but uh, I'm sort of doing light broadcast for the next uh, week or so. And then beginning March 4th uh, will be the return of Coach's Corner panel, which will take the first half of the show. So for this week and for next week, uh, the broadcast is just going to be from uh, 7 to 8 Central or 8 to 9 for those of you on the East Coast. Uh, just a, an hour-long show, and then we'll go to the full two-hour show beginning March 4th uh, as I return uh, the Coach's Corner panel. And uh, the guys and girls are very, very excited about this year's uh, Coach's Corner panel segment. Uh, they're already uh, waiting in the bullpen <laughs> as it speaks uh, to get things going. So I hope you'll uh, tune in for that. And then, of course, I'll follow with uh, my interview of my very special guest of the evening. So uh, without further ado, let me uh, introduce uh, tonight's guest and bring him back on. For those of you that didn't tune into Tuesday's show, uh, here's uh, this evening's special guest on Golf Talk Live. As I mentioned, it's uh, Wes Whittingham. He is the Vice President of Sales for Volvic USA. Uh, and he includes 40 years in the golf industry of experience, both on course and off course. Uh, also very heavily involved in retail, uh, including overseas manufacturing. Uh, he has a vast product category experience in everything from footwear, apparel, clubs, balls, and, of course, accessories. Uh, he's held senior management positions with companies such as Ram Golf, Head Sports, Orlemar, Florsheim, Bridgestone Golf, and, of course, now currently as the VP of Sales with Volvic. Uh, he also resides in Atlanta, Georgia, and holds a bachelor as well as a master's degree in organizational management. So please welcome back, uh, if you will, uh, Wes Whittingham to Golf Talk Live. Good evening, Wes. Good evening, Ted, and thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, for joining me uh, again this week. And as I uh, mentioned a moment ago, you joined Cindy and I earlier in the week on the Women of Golf on Tuesday morning, and we had, a, I think, a, a great discussion. We, I know a lot of the folks that tuned in, I've gotten some great feedback. They enjoyed a lot of the uh, uh, responses that you gave to, to some of the questions. So, Here's what I want to do that we didn't really do the other day, and that is talk about golf in general. So my question to you first to start things off is why golf? What about the game originally appealed to you? Mm. Great question. You know, my career kind of evolved more by accident than by design from that. And uh, I got involved in golf really uh, as something else to do outside of playing all the typical sports that a kid does, right? You know, I I grew up mm-hmm. playing baseball and basketball and football, et cetera. And I, in all candor, what happened was is that uh, I wasn't that great at baseball. At the time when I was growing up, golf was a spring sport. 
And one of my Mm -hmm. really close buddies was going out for the high school golf team. And uh, I had just wrapped up uh, the wrestling season, which required a lot of road work, a lot of working out and losing weight and everything else that goes with wrestling. And uh, I said, so what are you going to do this spring? Are you going to go out for baseball? He's like, no, I'm going to go out for golf. And I said, so do you have to run if you go out for the golf (laughs) team? He's like, no. I said, do you have to lose weight? I mean, is there any is there any physical exertion required other than just playing golf? He said, that's it. That's all you got to do. So I said, well, heck, I'm going to go out. <laughs> and I had only played up to that point uh, maybe one or two 18-hole rounds, had never broken 100, and uh, went out as a freshman and, and made the JV team and kind of the rest is history. And then I got a golf scholarship to Bradley University, uh, in Peoria, Illinois, uh, coming out of high school. And uh, uh, that's kind of how my interest in golf was peaked, uh, was just starting out playing. And, and I was immediately taken with it because it's an individual sport. And, uh, uh, right. you know, it was it was kind of all on you as the player. Uh, you know, there was no hiding from... Uh, any kind of mistakes or anything else and and your preparation whatever preparation people put into it uh, you know you could you could get that return on investment so to speak right away and so I was I really enjoyed that part of it I enjoyed being outside uh, the camaraderie and uh, uh, you know and just the the self-governing aspects right the etiquette of the sport uh, the rules and everything else about the game uh, I've, I've always enjoyed. And really, I, I think it's kind of created a lot of life skills in people uh, that you can see that are cross-generational. And I think the other thing about it, quite mm-hmm. frankly, is that cross-generational uh, aspect of the game, which is so appealing, is, you know, I, I had something in common with people that were uh, – 10, 20, 30, 40 years older than me uh, at the time. And uh, it was all, it was all about the enthusiasm of playing the game. And that is never, that is never diminished. Uh, so, you know, as a career uh, and me getting into it from a, from a career standpoint, like I said, it was more accident than uh, by design. And so I always look for things I could do to kind of stay in and around golf um, I did go to school and get a master's degree really to uh, try and get a real job, so to speak. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> uh, was fortunate enough to, you know, always go back to uh, the game that I love. And uh, like I said, I was one of the fortunate few to do something that I really love to do. And, and uh, I don't look at it as work. I look at it as really uh, fun and always have. You know, that's interesting that you say that because, if you talk to most people, whether they're teach professionals, whether they're players, uh, or even your weekend warrior uh, that just likes to go out uh, and, and play with his, you know, his or her buddies, um, they all kind of say the same thing. It's uh, you know a love of the game. Uh, they just want to go out and have fun. They know there's going to be challenges, but it's the it's sort of the inward look at oneself. You know, you pointed out, uh, you know, it's much different than your typical team sports. And of course we have the Ryder cup and, and others where it is more of a team format, but generally golf is an individual sport and you have nobody to really take account of what happens out there in the golf course, but yourself, you know, you're not warming up the bench like you might in football or some other sport. If you're not a, you know, an accomplished player, uh, you got to step up to the tee when it's your turn and whatever happens happens. Um, so who introduced you to the game? You obviously, you, you played a little bit before you, uh, got into school. Did, uh, you know, did your dad take you out or a parent, another parent or friends? Uh, how did it sort of begin? It was, it was my uncle and, uh, my uncle played, I actually had caddied for him a few times and, uh, uh, he said, you know, you'd be, you, he said, you've got good hand-eye coordination. You'd be pretty good at this. He said, you ought to. You ought to talk to your parents and see if uh, they'll set you up. He said, but the, it's critical for you to start out with the right fundamentals. And so you, you've got to start out and get some lessons at first. And, you know, gosh, my mom uh, was really the pusher uh, in our family, you know. And so I had two older sisters, and so she would 
I can remember as a little kid at five years old, starting out, you know, going for piano lessons and then clarinet lessons and tennis lessons and Mm -hmm. skating. And I mean, you name it, Ted, and I was, I was getting (laughs) a lesson for it. And uh, when she said, Hey, you know, for your birthday, I signed you up for golf lessons. You know, your uncle said that you wanted to learn how to play golf. And I'm like, Oh mom, I don't want to, you know, anything, but more lessons. (laughs) And she took me out to this guy who was a retired club pro. Uh, and uh, I didn't even have golf clubs. And so I'm going to this lesson, and she's dropping me off. Uh, and uh, literally, he had one of those old bag shags, and we were just hitting balls out into a field. And he had a fedora on, and uh, he was standing there leaning on a uh, an old persimmon uh, Tommy Armour McGregor uh, forewood. And uh, mm-hmm. he's like, where are your clubs? And I said, you know, I don't even have any yet. And he's like, well, I, I can't really do anything with you until you've got some golf clubs to play with. But he said, I'll tell you what, uh, why don't you take my club and we'll get started with that. And, you know, so he taught me the grip and everything else. And he was real patient. And he said, okay, take a swing at it. And Ted, I'm not going to say that, you know, it was Nirvana and I hit that first ball you know, perfect, but I'll (laughs) never, ever forget. And I think this is the most difficult thing for all golfers and all teachers is to uh, have their student hit that one ball, just one, perfect, right on the percussion point. Mm -hmm. Because up until that Mm -hmm. point, you know, you've got people that are whiffing at it, hitting it off the toe or the heel or, you know, topping it or whatever. And it's like, you know, none of those feel good. But I'll never forget the first time that I caught a ball on the sweet spot with this forward. And it went straight and true right at our target. And I was I was hooked. I just said, oh, my God, I want to do that again. And he's like, all right, you know, well, this is what you've got to do to do that again. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was one of those, you know, feelings where instantly, you know, it just kind of clicked. And I think that's, you know, for all instructors – with beginners, you know, it's getting that student to feel that good shot, that good swing and, and the mm-hmm. effortless, effortlessness of hitting that type of shot and having the ball explode off the face. It's, there's nothing quite like it. You're exactly right. And, uh, you know, as a teacher myself, it's amazing uh, you know, working with students, uh, I primarily work with a lot of corporate types and, you know, it's amazing, uh, when they come to me and they say, boy, I'm really struggling with this. I'm really struggling with that. And they're just not hitting it well. And then at some point throughout the lesson, they'll hit that perfect shot. And up until that point, you're almost anticipating that they're, they're feeling defeated. They're just not understanding. They're not getting it. And then all of a sudden it, it, you right. know, it rings tr- rings true, and it's like, well, I'll see you next week, I guess. So you know they're coming back. So it's kind of, yep. you know, it's kind of bittersweet in a way because you know that they've got to work on, and that's you know that's a whole different story. You know, we we need to to get the students to work a little bit harder on their games, but but it's so true what you said. It's amazing, you know, just that one shot sometimes can be enough, and more often than not is enough uh, to bring, you know, players that just don't feel like they're understanding or getting it to say, you know, I'll be back next time. Uh, and that's what we, we, know, we love to hear as instructors that they're willing to dig in even through all the, you know, adversity, they're willing to come out and right. try again. And that's what we love to hear. Uh, I want to touch on one right. more thing before we get into, you know, cause we got quite a bit of time here. So um, I, I want to touch on one more thing that you, you said uh, a little bit ago and, and you talked about life lessons and I, I've been a firm believer, golf, unlike so many other sports, I think we can, we can learn a little bit about life in, in almost anything that you do. But golf, particularly for some reason, uh, just is very conducive for teaching you not only lessons on the golf course, but sort of translate to life lessons. So I want you to think back, uh, and you can pick any, any point uh, throughout your, your, your career and your time here. Um, what were some of the life lessons that you learned that were applicable to what you did on the golf course? Well, the, the probably the most, uh, uh, 
you know, what the first memory that I have is about adversity. And uh, I start with that because, you know, if you look at the game of golf, uh, there's, it's all out. It's really all about a game of adversity, right? You know, you're, uh, you're rewarded. uh, Perhaps you may only hit five, six, seven really great shots around and that's covered up by, you know, whatever. It could be 80, 90, whatever shots that aren't perfect. <laughs> and uh, so, but I'll never forget, I was the uh, lead player teeing off in a collegiate tournament. Uh, and so I was the, the first player up on the tee, and I hit three consecutive balls out of bounds right on the first tee. First player, mm-hmm. uh three balls out of bounds. I think I started up on a par four and posted a, I don't know, like a 12 or a 13 or whatever it was. Um, and I was just really down and I'll never forget. My coach came out, uh, about, uh, halfway through the, my front nine. And he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, you know, God coach. I mean, you were there, you saw me tee off on number one. So it was just disaster. And uh, he's like, well, pick it up, you know, do the best you can. And uh, he said, you can, uh, uh, he says, I know that you can come back from this and uh, you're going to play great tomorrow. And I just, it was going in one ear and out the other, Ted. But Mm -hmm. I ended Mm -hmm. up shooting something like, I don't know, 82 or 83, something like that, which turned out to be, pretty decent score under the circumstances when you're starting out and you're like eight over par after the first hole. Uh, but at any right. rate, the next day I went out and I shot uh, one of the low rounds for our team. Had a matter of fact, I improved by 10 shots the next day. Hmm. And when I was, when I was done and, and we ended up as a team, I don't know, taking, uh, we may have won that invitational or taken second, something like that. But really, it was our other players, our captain and, and top players that really won the event. Uh, but my score got to count. And uh, he looked at me, my coach looked at me and he said, see, I knew you could do it. And uh, he didn't, he and I never really had what I would call a close relationship or a great relationship. But I really, um, you know, for him to engage me like that, after starting out and saying, I know that you can do this. Uh, it was those kind of words of encouragement, uh, and overcoming some adversity, uh, that, Mm -hmm. uh, really was a great life lesson for me. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's one aspect of it. But I think, I think the thing about, uh, the sport of golf and what's so great about it is that it teaches you, patience it teaches you perseverance Mm -hmm. it teaches you preparation it teaches you all these things respect for your competitors right respect for your environment Uh, uh, so there's so many things and also uh, you know it's the old uh, when the fat lady sings you know it's never over till it's over (laughs) and you never you never give up so those are the things that I think uh, I took away from my career when I was playing uh, competitively as an amateur player uh, mm-hmm. that uh, has, has always really kind of stuck with me throughout uh, my career, my business career. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and I think the other thing is simply the relationships that uh, – I've I've uh, developed with people over the years within the uh, golf industry itself, and where else could a kid like me uh, end up meeting a president of the United States? Uh, where right. a guy like me who's you know having dinner and and uh, cracking jokes, et cetera, with some of the uh, uh, best players, not only in in golf but uh, also some of the uh, some great people in in television and and radio like yourself mm-hmm. and and uh, marketing mm-hmm. and advertising and and just the overall golf community. So it's just it's really enriched me. Uh, and I think the other thing is 
It's given me an ability to travel uh, around the world. And it's also given me the uh, opportunity to see and meet so many people from so many different countries and cultures that uh, I perhaps never would have had that experience if it hadn't been for uh, my interest in golf and, and where it took me. Yeah, you know, that's so true, Wes, because I know, you know, it's, again, obviously you have a variety of different folks that are in the golf business, whether they're players or uh, teaching pros like myself or in uh, more of the business side of golf and development of products and so forth uh, and sales. Um, but there's such a diversity and you you do meet an incredible diverse group of people um, from all walks of life, uh, as you said, right up to, you know, presidents to, you know, industry leaders in, in other uh, areas, not. And uh, really, it's a sport as well uh, and a game that you can play. We touched on this the other day, um, well into your, your golden years. Many other sports, you know, your 30s, 40s, and definitely by your 50s in most cases, you know, you're hanging up your cleats, you're, you know, you're, you're putting away the, the football or the baseball or what have you. Uh, it just, right. it's just not conducive anymore, but, but golf, you know, I, I've seen folks out there well into their nineties that they may only be playing nine holes, but they're out there having fun and, you know, they're giving it a good that's old right. swipe and they're enjoying themselves. And that's another thing. And, and you're right. I mean, there's a probably a million life lessons that we could go through. Um, but I was just curious, I was curious to see where, you know, where your thought process was and, and how you feel uh, and what golf has not only done you from uh, done for you from a business standpoint, but on a personal level. And, and I thank you for sharing that with the audience. All right, we're going to get into some stuff about Volvic here. And one of the things I, I think a lot of people are, are probably interested in is kind of the R&D process that a company like Volvic, uh, you know, one of the leaders in, in, uh, in golf technology and, and particularly golf balls, um, what goes into developing a new product when you go through that process? And I know you may not be directly involved in, in all of that, but maybe just kind of give us a general overview of when a new product is, is sort of on the drawing board. What's kind of the process? What's, you know, what do they do? How do they reach out you know, to the golfing community to get feedback? And what's kind of the steps that go through when you're getting ready to develop and come out with a new product? Sure. Great question. So, uh, you know, the the time frame that it takes between uh, concept to execution, let's say, or, or delivering a product, a, a final product to the marketplace, it could be anywhere from two to three years. Uh, uh, rarely, unless it's a product that is, is a second or third generation of, of a product that has already been tested uh, and you're just doing some minor tweaks, you know, that may just be a process of, uh, nine months, you know, or whatever, less than a year. Mm -hmm. But if it's a product that is really new, you know, like our vivid matte finish golf ball uh, that was introduced back mm -hmm. in 2016, uh, you know, that's a product where a matte finish had never been applied as a coating uh, to the surface of a golf ball before. And uh, so that took quite a bit of time, quite a bit of testing, and, you know, with a golf ball in particular, that product category, uh, you know, we really focus on uh, uh, the repetition of a product being hit until it fails. Mm -hmm. You know, every product fails at some point. Uh, you know, typically if a golf ball is struck, I don't know, something like 120 times, at 110 miles per hour on the same spot uh, in testing. Uh, typically, you know, you're going to start seeing failure points, that type of thing, depending on the compression of the product, the cover material, things of that nature. But especially in golf balls, you know, we look at the failure rate. Uh, we look at the uh, surface, uh, ab you know, abrasion to the surface, uh, we look at uh, uh, different. We look at what happens to that particular product uh, when it's hit with different types of golf clubs. Whether you know the, the groove surface of a sand wedge, for example, versus the surface of a driver, and then you know where what happens in terms of spin rates and all these different types of things uh, go into the development uh, 
of a of a golf ball uh, before it ever before it ever hits uh, a sleeve and a, a a lid and a tray so to speak and ends up on the shelf of a of a store or a pro shop. Um, but typically, it's it's about two years. And with our Vivid, uh, you know, one of the things that Volvic had always been uh, very very uh, popular and, and well known for was the number of colors that they brought to the marketplace. Uh, colors mm-hmm. in on in golf balls in Asia in general, whether it's in Korea or Japan or China, wherever, uh, throughout Asia, colors. Uh, there's a multitude, you know, there could be eight to 10 to uh, 12 different colors from manufacturers in any given model. And that's, that's not, uh, uh, that's kind of the, I don't want to call it the norm, but that's pretty typical uh, of a very popular type of product. While here in the United States, you may see a golf ball that's only available in two, perhaps three colors. So Asia has always been, uh, very, very focused on different color formats uh, for golf balls. The other thing is, is that uh, again, going back to Vivid with the matte finish, uh, with that particular product, uh, what was so unique about it was that the coating itself has, uh, you know, you. you you want to make sure that what you're doing with a uh, material that you're applying to a golf ball has some type of performance value. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll give you the contrary example. Uh, polyurethane coatings that we put on golf balls here in the United States, as an example, typically makes golf balls look shiny uh, and they then pretty right? You know, aesthetically, they look great. Mm-hmm. But there's really not a performance, a true performance benefit with a polyurethane coating. Now, you're seeing manufacturers like uh, Bridgestone, Srixon, etc., that are bringing different types of material coatings that still bring <clears throat> a shiny, glossy material finish, which looks nice, but it also has a performance benefit. With the matte finish, when we first started experimenting with this, we realized that it actually reduced spin off of a driver, and it actually increases spin off of a wedge. And how does that happen? And it happens because the material itself uh, creates uh, an effect uh, for example, off a driver where it actually lays on the face of the driver a fraction of a second longer. And the longer you can keep a ball on the surface of a driver, the less side spin it puts on the ball. And anytime you reduce side spin uh, on a golf ball, leaving a uh, driver, which is typically the uh, highest miles per hour, right, that uh, mm-hmm. right. Uh, you know a ball is going to have, uh, it'll go straighter. Contrary with a wedge, uh, that material actually was able to adhere or get into or, or interact with the grooves of the surface of the wedge uh, more efficiently, creating better spin rates uh, around the green. The other thing that we found with the matte finish was that it actually change, changes the sound slightly uh, when it's struck by either a putter or or a wedge, for example. And the report or the contact point between the ball and the surface of a club uh, is really transferring to the player the sense of feel. Okay, so feel really comes from sound. So you'll you'll see players, and if you gave them the the old blind taste test, and you provided them with several different types of golf balls, you know, and they're putting with it, when they get a really high click off the putter, you know, they'll they'll say that sounds kind of or that feels that feels kind of hard, and if it's you know more of a thud or it's duller sounding, they'll say oh that feels soft. And yet the compression could be identical. It's just simply 
It could be cover material, and again, it could be the coating material that is being used on the product itself. So uh, those are some interesting things that, that kind of go on with the, the manufacturing of a ball. But in our testing phase, we found with the matte coating that, uh, you know, it had some definite uh, performance benefits in terms of spin. Uh, anytime that you can have that type of, of uh, impact with spin rates, uh, you know that you're going to you're going to get some um, uh, great results, uh, whether it's distance off the tee or feel uh, and playability around the greens, and then it also kind of deadens the sound a little bit, so it actually it actually feels more like urethane, even though it's a Serlin cover. And so we really felt like we had something there. And then the other kind of um, uh, and, it, and it wasn't something that we really designed into the product, but the application of matte finish coating uh, disguises the dimples of a golf ball. So when you look at a matte finish golf ball the very first time, it almost looks like a ping pong ball. And so, um, right. you know, it, it optically obscures the definition <laughs> of the dimples. And so it, it, you know, it was very cool looking immediately. And, uh, and we were extraordinarily excited about, you know, the appearance, the aesthetics, much less the playability. And uh, we knew right away that, you know, we had something there and we could hardly wait to get it to market. But then you go through player tests, you go through uh, mm -hmm. robot testing, and, um, and it's pretty intense. So I didn't mean to, you know, you were asking me how to, uh, what time it was, and I told you how to build a watch, but... It's, it's essentially uh, a, a, a tremendous amount of, of time and energy that's put into uh, launching something that is definitively different from anything that, you know, a manufacturer has done before. You know, it's interesting, um, you know, that you say that because, you know, with today's consumers, you know, they're becoming a little bit more savvy in what's out there on the market, they've been exposed to so much. So, you know, it's, it's important for an organization like Volvic to spend that, that time, um, you know, going through the, you know, the paces, if you will, of creating a product that is not only going to perform, mm -hmm. but it's going to look good as well. Right. So there's a lot of factors that go in. We're going to talk more about that, Wes, in just a moment. I got to sneak off for a quick break, but we'll be back with uh, my very special guest, with, uh, Wes Whittingham, Vice President of Sales for Volvic USA. Be right back. The following ad is sponsored by Golf Tips Magazine. Are you tired of being short off the tee? And what about those three putts? Forget about it. It's time you got serious about your game. Golf Tips, the most in-depth magazine in the industry. For over 30 years, Golf Tips has delivered expert content such as the latest golf instruction from America's top pros, simple to follow practice and game improvement drills, fitness and mental game tips, equipment, training aids, accessory and apparel reviews, golf destinations and travel tips for every budget, and so much more. Don't miss a single issue. Go to golftipsmag.com and subscribe today. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining me this evening on Golf Talk Live. I'm here with my very special guest, Wes Whittingham, the VP of Sales for Volvic USA. And we've been talking about colors, we've been talking about R&D, we've been talking a little bit about his golf game. Uh, and now we're going to talk about a little bit of a different area, and that is some of the people that have gravitated to Volvic. Um, I I've, was on Wes on your website, on Volvic's website a little bit earlier, and uh, I know there's a, a number of pros in variety of categories that have sort of become, uh, I guess, ambassadors or partnered, if you will, with Volvic, uh, including some long drive uh, champions as well and, and players. Um, let's talk about the ladies first uh, of the LPGA Tour. Why are so many golfers on the LPGA, do you think, attracted to your brand? Well, I'll tell you what, because we're a Korean uh, based manufacturing company uh, and have been for 40 years. Uh, you know, Korea is uh, absolutely has embraced the LPGA and, and certainly uh, been a, a country that has been able to uh, develop uh, 
uh, scores of players that are on the LPGA and, and have won many, many championships, including, you know, some of the most famous LPGA players ever like C. Pak, et cetera. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, women in general and, and, uh, the LPGA specifically are very, very popular in Korea. And that's really the lead tour, quite frankly, um, in Korea. So uh, Volvic Korea uh, has always wanted to um, uh, align itself with the LPGA and and with the Korean players. And they also looked at that as a great way uh, from a vehicle standpoint to – create that uh, relationship, create that endorsement with them because they knew that as they came over here to the United States and started playing the LPGA tour, that was a way for them to get the Volvic brand started here in the United States. And uh, uh, so that's, that's really the lead situation of, of why they wanted to um, uh, create that, that uh, alliance and, and uh, some of those endorsements on the, on the world long drive stage, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, of course have been in the United States for decades, uh, under, right. uh, you know, and, and, uh, the golf channel kind of took that, uh, ownership of that under its wing a few years ago and, and was really creating some popularity with it. Uh, and up until, the pandemic hit, you know, they had a full schedule that was slated for 2020. And, and since that waylaid mm-hmm. everything, uh, uh, right now it's kind of up in the air, but I, I think the, the fun thing about the world long tribe and one of the reasons why we wanted to, uh, align ourselves with that scenario is one, that is the only tour, uh, if you will, where, it was kind of like the NFL or major league baseball um, in the sense that all the players were using the same ball during hmm. competition. And so we were the title sponsor. Uh, Volvic was the title sponsor of world long drive. And so they were all using uh, our four piece uh, vivid XT, which was a mm-hmm. uh, 105 compression product um, for the competition. So no different than Wilson being uh, the only football that's used for an NFL game um, or Rawlings, I suppose, for uh, baseballs. Volvic uh, was the product of, uh, of choice in competition for World Long Drive. Now, you look at every other professional golf tour, all the players can select whatever ball they want to play. And, you know, so be it. So you might have five or six uh, different brands of golf balls at any PGA Tour stop or any LPGA Tour stop, for that matter, or Corn Ferry or or whatever tour it happens to be. Uh, But on World Long Drive, all the players were using our Vivid XT. And then the – and, of course, the other benefit, you know, to me is that uh, World Long Drive was kind of like the – uh, drag racing, if you will, um, or WWE of golf. You know, you've you've got these uh, men and women coming out that are, uh, you know, have some body art. They're they're they work out. <laughs> uh, they they hit the ball literally uh, with en- enormous uh, clubhead speeds. You know, clubhead speeds that are easily eclipsing uh, 200 miles per hour. And create, excuse me, with clubhead speeds that are eclipsing 140 miles per hour, and ball speeds that are eclipsing 200 miles per hour, and um, you know just setting distance marks that are unheard of, you know, uh, over 400 yards, 420 yards, etc. So um, it's it's a very uh, action-packed uh, type of event. Uh, there's loud music. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you get immediate uh, crowd interaction because it's one-on-one, you know, and it's, a, it's a, an elimination uh, process just like drag racing. It's one player against the other, uh, and, uh, you know, whoever hits it furthest uh, wins. It's that simple. And uh, 
so we we enjoyed that association um certainly uh it creates a lot of fun for us with uh with the players they're very very approachable they're great people a lot of fun to be around and uh and and they're just tremendous athletes on top of that I also noticed too, uh, Wes, that your uh, Tour XT soft golf ball earned a gold medal last year with uh, mm-hmm. Golf Digest Hot List. Tell us a little right. bit about that, uh, about the XT. Well, it goes without saying, you know, the XT, the XT soft is just absolutely uh, a fantastic product. I think it is our uh, most versatile product. Uh, for players with better skill sets. And when I say better skill sets, I'm talking about uh, amateurs or professionals that are, um, you know, probably playing in the uh, mid-80s or below, perhaps, uh, that have some, you know, good skill sets and they want a very uh, versatile golf ball. This is a 65 compression product. It's three-piece urethane cover. Uh, obviously, it's available in uh, a variety of different colors, which is great. It's a glossy finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the biggest benefit, I think, for a lot of players with club head speeds that are 95 miles per hour or below is really the uh, uh, the best. Um, it's it's the best product for players with that uh, club head speed, uh, 95 miles. Per hour or below because it's you can compress the ball in any time that you can compress the ball with a driver you're going to create more efficiency you're going to get higher ball velocity with it um, unfortunately there's a lot of players today good players that are playing with golf balls that are simply too high a compression or too firm and so what's happening uh, Ted is that at impact the ball is never really being compressed so it may look great, you know, it'll go up in the air and everything else, but they're not capturing the maximum efficiency of the product. They're not achieving the biggest benefit out of uh, the ball velocity because they're not they're not fully compressing the product. And uh, uh, I think that's I think that's the key. That's the critical factor, especially for uh, again players with better skill sets. Um, and, and again, that's regardless of, uh, gender or age, it's really all focused mm-hmm. about bump head speed and making sure that you're playing the appropriate product that fits your club head speed. You know, there's, I'll give you the, uh, antithesis of this. So, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me and I'm sure it doesn't make sense to you. Uh, you know, why would a player like a world long drive player, for example, that has 140 mile per hour club head speed uh why would he want to play a product or why would why would a player like myself with a club head speed of 95 miles per hour with a driver uh why would i use the same product that somebody who's on world long drive use we wouldn't you know it's just not the appropriate uh product that um really fits our game and and that to me is is the most critical element. I would say this about golf ball fitting just in general. Uh, you know, for all your listeners out there, I think I think you know so many people are are going out there and they're spending you know three four hundred dollars on a brand new driver, which which is great. If you need a new driver, yep. <laughs> hey, by all means, go out and get it. I'm not I'm not discouraging anybody from going out to buy a new driver. Also, highly recommend them doing when they're doing that is to get fit appropriately to the right golf ball that fits their game. Because they can pick up uh, not only distance, which I know everybody is looking for, but they're going to pick up more efficiency and hit more fairways when they're in, when they're properly fit to the right ball. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a really great point, Wes, because you know that's an issue as a teacher professional that we have a lot of times with our students. Is number one, um, they're not in many cases are they not playing the right equipment for them? Um, you know, not necessarily that it's not necessarily fitted for them, but it's 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 calibrated for maybe a higher quality player. Um, but they right. forget about the golf ball. 
And right. like you said, you know, they well, they you know, they see Tiger, they see so and so plan, uh, you know, whatever you know the top ball is, and with, with you know the manufacturers, so they figured that's what I've got to play too. Um, but they're not really, as you said, they're not really getting the maximum benefit out of that product. Um, you know, so I, I always suggest to anybody that I've worked with, I said, look, if you're going to go out and get yourself, like you said, a new driver or some other club, you need to periodically, because as we get older, you know, our speed slows down, you need to rethink. And if maybe you're playing, uh, you know, a top ball right now because your swing speed, uh, you know, uh, warrants it, but, you know, maybe in a few years, that speed is now, you know, five to 10 miles an hour slower, that ball may not be appropriate at that point. So I think it's, it's right. good to periodically get tested out and, and, and do that. And that's a great point that you, that you raise. Uh, I want to, um, I want to sort of jump ship here real quick um, and, and talk about something. We, we talked about this the other day on Tuesday and I thought it, uh, you know, especially some of our, our younger audience and, and older too, I think would get a kick out of this, but uh, you guys have collaborated with Disney uh, and uh, have come up with. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to let you tell it. What's what's uh, tell us a little bit about that collaboration? Absolutely, and thanks for asking the question, Ted. So we've collaborated with Disney, and Disney owns the uh, rights to Marvel, and so we have a whole series of uh, Marvel Avenger uh, characters that we have uh, incorporated into our Vivid product line. So. We have everything from Captain America to Black Panther to uh, Black Widow and the Hulk and Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man, etc. And so uh, what we've done is we've uh, taken our, uh, you know, we've got this great color palette of eight different colors in the vivid product line. And so uh, we match up those colors appropriately with the character so just to give you an example everybody knows the hulk is green Mm -hmm. and so we've got this fantastic lime green matte finish ball in the vivid line and so we use uh, the hulk and some of the different uh, images from that character and we logo that on the product and what we do is we'll have what we call a gift set and so we have four hulk golf balls in a gift set that includes a magnetic cat clip and Hulk ball marker. And one of the great things about working uh, at Volvic is what our uh, creative team does with packaging. Not only do we do a fantastic job on the logo side of the, of the golf balls, but the packaging that we put into it, um, especially with the, the different creative that's applied for uh, the Marvel Avengers series is absolutely out of sight. And so uh, we've taken these gift sets and we've brought them to the marketplace. Um, and it's, it's just been unbelievable. The response to this, regardless of uh, the generation of player that we're speaking with, <laughs> whether it's juniors or seniors, I mean, it just, Everybody looks at this, and it's just an immediate, I've got to have this. And so we've um, incorporated this into our product line about two years ago. Uh, you know, one of one of the companies that I used to work for previously, we had a relationship with the NFL, which was fantastic. But the minute that a team's record uh, was upside down uh, during the season, then obviously the sales for that particular team's logo uh, and golf ball products uh, went with it. The great thing about the Marvel Avengers series is that these guys are undefeated, and uh, you know they just continue to sell all year long. And uh, so we've brought this to the marketplace. We're we're going to be bringing to the market uh, driver head covers, putter covers, headwear, uh, lightweight stand bags. Uh, all kinds of different products. We've we've got something very exciting in the golf glove uh, scheme of things that we're going to be delivering later on this year. So, you know, the second half of the year um, is is really going to be uh, a lot of fun with our Marvel uh, collaboration, uh, especially in some of these uh, product categories outside of golf balls that uh, I think every golfer in the country is just, as soon as they see it, they're just going to say, oh, my God, I've got to have that. 
Uh, but we've had an awful lot of fun <laughs> with that. And the other nice thing is, is that, um, you know, Disney, uh, in their infinite wisdom, is going to continue to be bringing out feature films. And, uh, you know, we mm-hmm. just simply draft off of that. Every time uh, Spider-Man hits the screen, you know, look out. Uh, you know, the demand for those uh, yep. <laughs> for those products continues to rise. So we've had an, we've had a, a, an enormous amount of fun with the product. Uh, you know, fun is our middle name at Volvic uh, when it comes to yep. golf. And uh, uh, not only do we enjoy bringing this to uh, to junior players everywhere, but we also love to just bring it to uh, to the audience. And it's you know the the golf community as a whole. Um, uh, they the, the minute that they see it, um, you know, it just it just really speaks to them. You know, it's something that they they really can engage with and have an awful lot of fun with. Well, and and you hit it right on the head. You know, golf is meant to be, is even though it's challenging and can be difficult at times, you're meant to have fun. Um, what really impresses me about the Volvic brand is the fact that you've made um, that side of golf fun. Uh, you know, golf balls, as we know t- traditionally, have have been white, and and uh, you know, occasionally maybe. Uh, you know, they've come out with a color here or there, but traditionally uh, it's been white and, you know, nothing wrong with playing that. But um, you've taken it to another level by making it, um, you know, uniquely different. Uh, you guys are definitely the leader uh, when it comes to, to color golf balls um, by far, in, in my opinion, and I know many others as well. But um, And I think that's what's appealing is people want – to certainly respect the traditions of the game and enjoy golf in its many forms. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you got to let, let loose a little bit out in the golf course. And um, I think you guys have done a great job in doing that. And, and, uh, and now adding this, uh, the Marvel collection, uh, you know, it brings back uh, not only some good memories for youngsters out there that get to, you know, experience uh, the more modern Marvel characters. But uh, for old guys like me, you know, when uh, when Marvel Comics first came out, I remember having, uh, you know, quite the collection at the time. So it brings back a lot of uh, interesting memories for me as well. So I, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, to borrow from baseball, that's a home run for you guys, I think, uh, the relationship with Disney. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to continue to do very, very well. Um, Wes, as we get ready to to close off here in just a, a few moments, I'd like if you wouldn't mind just to kind of summarize really what not so much the mission of Volvic is, but what you want not just the tour players because you know they have uh, a lot of attention their way, but for the everyday golfer out there, what is it that Volvic wants the everyday golfer to experience with their product? Sure. Uh, you know, I think we just hit, hit on the key um, three-letter word, and that is fun. Uh, <laughs> what I, you know, we look at we look at this uh, in terms of you know just simple um, logic, right? If you can mm-hmm. see something better uh, in the air and on the ground. Uh, more than likely you're going to hit it better as well. And so we've, we've definitely uh, have asked people, we've, we've uh, done field testing with people, et cetera. And, you know, what, what colors do you see better? And, you know, everybody's going to tell you, they see a red or a green or yellow or orange or whatever better than they see a white golf ball. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's part of the element is, hey, if you can see it better, not only in flight, but also on the ground, you're more than likely going to be able to hit it better as well when it's stationary. But I think the other thing that we're, mm-hmm. we're really trying to do is we're not so focused on the tour and everything as much as we're really focused on the everyday golfer. We want the everyday golfer to go out there and, you know, you're not always going to play great every single time you go out. Uh, there are going to be some great moments. There's going to be some not so great moments, but throughout we want everybody to have fun while they play. And we know over time that if they're playing our products, uh, one thing for sure is that we know they're going to enjoy our products. We make a great quality product, uh, but 
they're going to have an awful lot of fun playing our products. And, you know, the, the color segment of golf balls uh, continues to grow more and more every single year. I mean, over the last five years, Ted, the color segment has mm-hmm. doubled. Uh, it probably makes up about 12 to 14% of total golf balls sold now. And it's probably going to double again. And mark my words, five to 10 years from now, uh, there probably will be more color golf balls sold uh, to consumers than white golf balls. And, you know, like you said, it's a traditional game, but by golly, you know, there's a lot of things that have changed in this game. <laughs> and, uh, right. uh, you know, it's as evidenced in all the different clubs and everything else that goes on. Uh, but for sure, when it comes to golf balls, you know, it's the only piece of equipment that people have to have to play the game. And we want to make sure that um, they're having fun with ours. Um, so true. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, uh, on a on a side note, I think that you guys have have got a built-in formula to encourage people to want to become better players because your products are so gosh darn good looking that you don't want to lose them. So you want to make sure you're keeping them in the fairway and not hitting them into the into the long rough or into the woods. That's right. So you guys right. have come out with. You know, so there's some incentive to get out there with your local pro and and take some lessons and become a better player, um, just so you're not going to lose uh, any of uh, any of your Volvic uh, golf balls. Wes, I want to thank you very much for for joining me again uh, this evening. And uh, again, Cindy and I appreciate you uh, spending some time earlier in the week on the Women of Golf, and uh, I appreciate you spending a little extra time and a little bit more in depth this evening uh, with me on Golf Talk Live. And I would love to have you. Anytime Volvic's got something new and, and exciting that you want to share, uh, by all means, uh, we would love to have you come back and uh, give us an update on, on some new and exciting things happening in the future with Volvic. Ted, thank you so much. Uh, it was a real pleasure being on the show, and, and uh, I want to thank you for uh, the generous amount of time that you've given me tonight, uh, and uh, we look forward to coming back. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend, uh, much continued success, and I look forward to seeing uh, many of the new and exciting uh, projects that come down the pike with uh, with Volvic. I think you guys have, uh, are a great brand and have some great uh, great products out there. And as you said, you make uh, golf fun, and uh, that's really, uh, in my opinion, the most important thing. So, Wes, again, have a great weekend. Thank you very much for, for being my special guest tonight on Golf Talk Live, and I look forward to having you join me again in the future. Thanks, Ted. Have a great night. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That was my very special guest, Wes Whittingham, Vice President of Sales for Volvic USA. And if you want to learn more about their products, um, go to Volvic. It's V-O-L-V-I-K dot com is their website. And all of the information, including their products, some of the media, some of the tour people that are involved, and more about their technology. It is truly a great company um, with a lot of Uh, Very interesting and attractive products, and uh, they are definitely a leader, uh, not only in in golf ball technology, uh, but particularly the color golf balls, uh, many, uh, especially on the ladies' tours, uh, as as Wes had mentioned, um, are playing uh, the Volvic golf ball, and with good reason. It's a great product. All right, I want to thank you all for joining me this evening on Golf Talk Live. I'll be back next Thursday with another uh, interesting guest uh, on the show, and I hope you'll join me for that. And then the week after, uh, we will be starting, of course, we'll be in the month of March, and we'll be starting uh, the full broadcast uh, for two hours, which will begin at 6 uh, a.m., or sorry, sorry, 6 p.m. Central uh, and going to 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Central. So it'll be a two-hour broadcast. We'll be starting off the show, for those of you that are not familiar, with uh, Coach's Corner Panel, where I bring... Uh, some of my fellow pros on here to have a great panel discussion about a variety of different topics. And then, of course, I have my featured uh, special guest that follows me on the second hour. So that begins March 4th, so make sure you stick around for that. But don't forget to join me uh, next Thursday right here on Golf Talk Live. Have a great weekend, everybody. Again, thank you, God bless, and we'll see you next time.
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Ted would like to thank this evening's special guest for joining him on the show. Remember to join Ted every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. Central on Golf Talk Live. You can also listen to Golf Talk Live on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. Be sure to follow Ted on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email to ted at ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.